Welcome to The World We Deserve, the officially unofficial podcast for True Detective on Bald Move. Nope, on HBO. Wherever. You can get it on Bald Move, too. Got a license. <laughs> uh, I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. I'm also very tired. We did a 24-hour uh, marathon stream for charity this weekend, and it's still kicking my ass, man. Uh, but we're here to talk about Season 4, Episode 4 of True Detective Night Country. This is our instant take. Uh Instantly tell me what you thought of this episode, Aaron. We're hiding in the night country now, Jim. Yeah, I feel like I'm in the night country. <laughs> Did I I usually bounce back within the the 24 hours because uh first of all, I'd be remiss if I did not say uh Bald Move community give yourself a a, a hand, a round of applause. With your help, we raised what will surely be just over if not more so over $37,000 for the cure Alzheimer's fund uh, with our little 24 hour Spider-Man marathon. It was a blast. Jim, you did a hell of a job with the, the, the layout uh, and Thank the, you. the looks and uh, Eric and Levi did a hell of a job with the, uh, the production and uh, the community did a hell of a job with the, the coming in the donos. We'll be having a wrap up podcast where we talk to with the people of cure Al's uh, fund Um but I'm just I'm just really super proud and kind of floating on high. But usually I go to sleep at about one, get up at like six, and then like kind of push through a normal evening, get back to sleep at you know nine or ten. I fucked up. I I slept into like ten o'clock that night, yeah. and then I was up late. And then it's like today I I I, I yeah I, I I'm gonna need another day or two to get back. Uh, so I'm I'm in the night country. But I thought this was an action packed episode. Um. With some really interesting dynamics, uh, some really understated acting, uh, I and then it also uh, I think really gave uh, Team Rationality a boost in the arm because like it's yeah, looking yeah. like there is just a lot of psychological underlying trauma with uh, Officer Navarro and her family, and that's where a lot of this stuff is is coming from. I what you what do you think of this episode? Uh. It kind of surprises me to hear you say it's action-packed. I didn't think there was a ton of action in this one, although, I I mean, things happened. I just, it was, it was more around, like, relationships and how people feel about themselves and the people around them. And I'm like... Oh, yeah. yeah but not, I found myself action. in the middle of it going, man, I could just sit here and watch seven hours of this right now. <laughs> but, it, yeah, I, I really liked the episode, but action-packed is not how I would describe it. You're right. I wouldn't say action-packed in like a John Wick sense of the word. Action-packed in like Navarro's sister commits suicide. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Hank is uh, suffering this uh, humiliation. And uh, Liz goes over to try to jump Connolly's bones. And they get in this long, drawn-out fight. And uh, yeah. Liz's daughter gets you know spray paints a bunch of graffiti and then runs out like that. I mean that's a lot. There's a lot of events. This was an eventful episode. Is that something that a, we can agree on? It was eventful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like we found a bunch of bizarre stuff uh, about like you know the bones being in the background of this ice cave. There's no ice mm -hmm. cave around Angie's or uh, Annie's body, uh, but there's one guy that mapped out some kind of hidden dangerous ice caves and. He shows up at the end with Clark's pink jacket on and Quahog, I got, I can't remember, Quidditch, <laughs> Quidditch, yeah, uh, ran off and left a spiral in a shack. Mm -hmm. 
yeah where, where where do we where do we want to start i don't know what the spiral means yet I, I feel like it's a good thing though like you don't want to know what the spiral means until the end right no but it does mean that these station guys were up to some shady shit right like it, it sounds like it's not i wanted to believe clark was an isolated example of like you mm-hmm. know he's just the one guy that lost his mind on the ice but i don't know if the uh quidditch guy quidditch guy was in on the spiral stuff and the Zodis guy was in on the spiral stuff and clark was in on it like and the the one director wakes up screaming she's awake. I, maybe they all just went in and like uh, you know, a hail bop type cult weirdo thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where you know you go out there and the you hear something calling to you and you fold your clothes and you walk out to it and your ears pop and you gouge your eyes out and bite yourself and then die. It's probably see ghosts and shit and then die. You know interesting detail with uh navarro's sister taking her clothes off folding them neatly uh-huh top of her shoes like that and, and then uh evangeline with the other symptom the bleeding ears as if there's a pressure change yeah yeah she wasn't biting herself or scratching her eyes out so maybe there's hope for her but but liz was there and yeah. like if, if our theory is that we had this massive pressure change uh, as was so helpfully calculated out in last week's feedback, uh, I didn't see any evidence of that tonight. No, no, I couldn't tell you how her ears got popped, but yeah, clearly they are. Uh, I don't know. I, I do you think Evangeline's going to be able to tell her why anything about what's happened, or is she just going to be basically comatose? Uh, well, even if she wasn't comatose, I was super disappointed to see Evangeline like denying, you know, we found out that thing that, I mean, we know for sure because we saw from Evangeline's perspective, but she saw some kind of ghost or apparition during the wheeling case. And I'm Mm -hmm. feeling more and more good about my body language analysis of, you know, Jodie Foster. Um, I, I think, I think Navarro was the one that probably shot the wheeler guy. But like, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't know. We'll see, because I, I mean, boy, they got nothing out of Lund. I would. I they got nothing out. Of I don't Otis. know how these guys feel. are just like. These guys are just like fried in the brain. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, I. Do you think Evangeline's fried in the brain? Is she? Is she gonna have the brain scrambles coming out of this situation here? Is she gonna be able to tell her? anything i i don't know i mean we'll have to wait obviously until next week to see but that's kind of my biggest question is how do they proceed from here with evangeline being kind of part of this now i'm I'm getting reports that my volume is low can we goose that up on the transmission uh yeah yeah how's that uh we'll see we'll see what chat says keep it keep it on it alpha um what did you think about the power cut analysis the power cut analysis that the power was cut um, at the Sol, the Salal station and the ice caves. I felt like that was, I don't know. Um, that was asserted with confidence, but I'm not sure if I bought like that. You can tell that, you know, and, and what kind of MO is that? I mean, 
it, 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 it still seems like it sounds like a monster was in there with her, and I'm I'm assuming it's the polar bear. Yeah, it's possible. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's a as good a guess as any, I suppose. The the power cut out before the phone did. I honestly, I don't even know why those videos end where they do because nobody's pressing the button to end the video. Yeah, like ham sandwich cut- guy is not yeah. turning around and pressing his phone. He's looking at the weirdo. Uh, Annie like an is EMP. getting attacked. She's not turning that video off, you know? Yeah, it's like an EMP. Happens. Right. It has to be. Uh, and and wait, her phone does continue with the screaming and all that past uh, the, the quote unquote power cut. But the one dudes didn't. Oh, does it? I know. I that. think so. Because like they watch and like seems like that screaming stuff goes on and on. But maybe they're just like right or uh, uh, rocking it back and forth, recycling it. Chad, can I get a ruling on that? Is I felt like. When they watched at the hospital last uh, episode and we saw Liz kind of obsessing over this week uh, that there was a lot of screaming past the power cut. But you're right at the slaw station. It just like seemed like it just cut done. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, it did give them an excuse to go. I don't know. I, I, that's, I, that's the first part of the investigation I felt felt a little loosey-goosey. Like, where did you get this? And also, like, uh, I thought it was interesting that, yeah, Navarro and uh, Pete kind of just, like, busting into this guy's shack. I don't know if the what, what the legality of that. But the, I think we're we're well off the map of legality. Navarro's going around beating the piss out of people, getting beat up, yeah. no charges being pressed. Yeah. Uh, Liz, Liz Danvers is driving, is drunk drunk. driving. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the polar bear is real more than uh-huh. Navarro has seen it. So, so Danvers ran into it this this episode. That's interesting. Yeah, I was kind of uh, happy to see that when uh, Liz crashes her car. I was like, oh boy, are they going to show me an empty road here? Nope. Yeah. Nope. The thing walks up, looks at her, walks away, gives her a sniff. Hmm. Um, yeah. What was that about? I mean, if we want to attribute some kind of like personality to the bear, <laughs> bear bear comes up and just looks at her for a little bit. Get it together, lady. You're a mess. Yeah. It's Christmas Eve. This was a dark. <laughs> this was the one of the darker Christmas Eve episodes I've ever seen. Uh, you've got um, Navarro's sister running off committing suicide and all the death imagery that comes with that. Uh, you've got Liz trying her best to ruin Pete's life, you know, mm-hmm. on Christmas. And then Pete dumps a whole bunch of like dark shit with his, you know, in- implying that, you know, he got her pregnant young. She had other plans. She kind of locked her down and is like full of regret for the way things have turned out. That that was really sad. Uh, Hank, as much as I think he's a complete shit bag, hard to watch. Hard to watch yeah. him try to just completely ignore his feelings and then seeing the bottle of champagne and then the the the, the stuffed animal he had for her and then the one on the bed with the power, flower petals. Uh, do you yeah. think he's do you think he's still in a delusional state about what's going on here or do you think he's just trying to make uh, put on a, a brave face for his son? Yeah, he's saving face. Uh, he's. I think he knows. The way he changes the subject immediately when his son says, you didn't send her any money, did you? Yeah, well, I think he's embarrassed about it, but I also think if he she texts him next episode and be like, oh, darling, I got trouble at the border. They, Mm -hmm. They... 
They're they're so corrupt. They wouldn't let my. They they need another thousand dollars. I bet he sends it. I bet he fucking sends it. <laughs> he might. Seems pretty dumb too. Uh, yeah. I I definitely found myself going. Ah, do I feel bad for this guy? He's a piece of shit. But yeah, I kind of do. Um. So. I did too. He is a piece of shit. I did feel. I don't know. I guess I got too much too much empathy. Um, mm-hmm. Now go watch him. You like be complicit in the murder of these some of these young women, and I'll feel like a complete fucking asshole again. But yeah, um, it is wild that I see. It is wild that this was not conceived as a true detective project. Uh, kind of like uh, as as an equal and opposite of season one of True Detective because there are so many freaking parallels, like Navarro going and confronting this. Uh, the, these kind of uh, shit heels is so reminiscent of like Marty beating up those kids. Uh, well, not, they weren't kids; they're were, like twenty-year-old right. dudes that got into a sexually compromised situation with his daughter, who was like sixteen at the time. And he gives the famous, you know, man's game charges a man's prices and just beats the piss out of them in their jail cell. Uh, this these kind <laughs> of extra legal, um, you know, Liz getting his completely fucked up beyond all reason. Uh, uh, I, I, I get I, I get and and being kind of like you know in in able to form human relationships being hypercritical of other people's skills seems so it's it's wild to me that this wasn't a true detective season one kind of like homage uh everything I've read says that like you know this was there was this kind of independent project that then had some superficial things in season one bolted onto it but like the parallels really run deep yeah I don't, I don't feel like it's been very superficially related it's it's pretty solidly related as best i can tell that's what uh, i'm saying yeah so i don't know maybe there's uh, quite a bit of rewrites when it got uh there, there must have been positioned yeah. to a true detective project oh no yeah. not chat talking about the camo bed sheets oh not chat talking about the camo bed sheets come, come on the man's down the man's down did you notice oh, that the underneath all the bl- yeah no Who did I, I say was did I not say pedals. yeah no, I think that's what he was had- hoping <laughs> there's been a camouflage the camouflage <laughs> yeah yeah I would hide the camouflage and she wouldn't even see oh, it oh the camo bed sheets ugh wow well wow. He's, not he's enough flower the man who knows what he likes world. you know we'll be right back with more bald move after this brief pause And now, back with more Bald Move. Well, uh, I think that we should find some white noise machines and just put those on the podcast for the next three hours. What's with the white noise machines? I I think Liz has a hard time being alone with her thoughts. Seems like she needs. Well, she's something hearing to drown it when she's not using the machine too. Like I noticed in one of those scenes, she's looking at the video, or she's she's just sitting at her table, and there's just white noise playing. But mm-hmm. it's not. I'm pretty sure it's not a white noise machine at that point. It's just kind of on the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. But is it mm-hmm. is it in her head? What are they trying to do with that? They're trying to tell her that she just is unable to think. Right now. I'd have to see it again before I rule out the fact that it was a white noise machine because it's like yeah. been a white noise machine most of the time. But like, if it I is, it's like off it's... screen somewhere. But 
It's like anytime she gets a moment's notice, she starts hallucinating about Holden and Jake and Mm -hmm. such a, so, you know, we're getting more and more facts about her. Like, I, it's interesting to see, like, you can see that, like, her and Navarro probably bonded over the fact that they both lo- lost her mothers at a tender age. Yeah. We found out that yeah. uh, Liz lost her mom when she was seven years old. Did did we find out how, what the circumstances were? I didn't think so. No. They're, they're, they're slow kind of rolling that out. Um, but, like, you can see how the women had kind of a lot, probably a lot in common there and that Liz, you know, was always kind of like a misanthrope, but it it kicked into a whole nother whole nother gear when she lost Holden and Jake. That was interesting. Yeah, there's a little bit of info about you know why she was moved up here to Ennis a little bit more. She was a mess because of yeah Holden and Jake. Um, Connolly mm-hmm. tells us that, and mm-hmm. he moved her up here not not because of some falling out with them or some improper thing she did. She just started being an asshole. Telling people they sucked yeah. at their jobs when they sucked at their jobs. So she he had to move her up there because you can't fire crappy cops. That was the only... Yeah. Yeah, that's like it. There's less people up here. But she was a good cop. She was just an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> good good detective, <laughs> I, mean, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, that's it's, uh, it's a tough situation to be in as mm-hmm. a police officer. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that we want to... Uh, talk about um, I noticed that like Navarro seems like she doesn't really like Connolly and doesn't want him involved in the case I thought it's interesting that Danvers is trying to kind of like keep that uh, you know can't kind of keep, keep a buffer there but like I feel like that's the case with Danvers and almost everybody like she has these uncomfortable relationships with everyone in town the poor physics teacher geology teacher whatever his mistress showing up Mm-hmm. With official state business on Christmas Eve, mm-hmm. and the whole kind of current of like God, this like I I get it. This is an active murder investigation or whatever. But like, man, I don't know. Where, where did where did you think? Because I, I I felt like this is like BFE Alaska. Why are we working so hard on Christmas Eve? That's probably not it. <laughs> that's probably that's that's a civilian thing to say, not a Alaskan police force thing to say. But I kept on. Yeah, I mean, what if we just wait till tomorrow? Or even the next day, Clark sure. dies on the ice and the the trade. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Wait till wait till after Christmas. But no, I mean that's probably a rational, normal thing to do. But Liz is neither of those things. I mean, she's 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 uh, a little maniacal, you know. I do um, wonder what the hell she ran Pete ragged with before the big murder case, because like not every day do you have eight scientists go out in the ice apparently kill themselves so like it and it seems like there's a lot of long-standing bitterness about how liz has kind of like made him a workaholic but like what the fuck is there to do up there get coffee get a lot of coffee for her. like yeah. it's it's 4 30 a.m i'm awake gets me some coffee pete get out of bed even if even if i grant that like pete really wants to look good to liz because she's a super cop with a super cop reputation and she wants to you know, live up the that those ideals. Um, there's just not that much opportunity to distinguish yourself up there. You know, yeah, for sure. I don't know. It's, yeah, I don't uh, know. Some, he could really clean up a there. he could really clean up a caribou carcass. I'll tell you that he's great at it. He gets out there with a snow shovel and just one big scoop right off the road. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what it was interesting to me that his wife. You know, there's clearly like 
a lot of tension there, but in her phone, he's listed as prior. Was that weird to you? The who was listed? Oh, prior. I don't. His his name I on her know. phone was prior. That's strange to me. Um, some I feel like some couples have that relationship where she'll. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't the have last any, name don't... for your husband in your phone. Yeah, I guess that is weird. But I, I've no, I've known it happen. But it's always in like these hmm. weird. I, actually, I've never known in real life. It's always been like a slightly antagonistic will they won't they relationship on some kind of cop drama. Ah, uh, you know where they okay. start off. So like, it's shorthand kind of in, for tension. I think so. Maybe it's like a, like okay. like a mili- like uh, like a military family would do something like that. You know. He yeah. listed as Corporal like, Pryor or something. If your dad's a major, it just says major on your phone. Yeah. <laughs> Sir. Uh, I, I don't know. I thought that was weird. But yeah, I mean, if it's shorthand for tension, I was picking it up because there's a lot there. There was some comedy. I really like Danvers' like, exclamation. Something I've been saying for weeks now and getting some about him flack for it of like going to Liz like, have you fucked everyone in this town? Uh-huh. Uh, I really like how Rose got all fancy for Christmas Eve. She's got really nobody mm-hmm. to do it for, but she's just like fucking celebrating it right. Yeah. No, that's great. Did she know she, Evangeline was going to drop by or did she she's just like, I'm I'm celebrating? Yeah, I don't get the impression that she knew she was coming by. This is just, eh, I'm taking a day for me. I'm just going to cook yeah. all day. I'm going to bake these cakes. I'm going to make rolls and turkey and just doing it upright. Because what else do I have to do? Just live I my definitely life. felt that, uh, you know, I just talk, talk, talk so much, so much noise. I sometimes mm-hmm. feel that about that way about the podcast, you know. It's like, what? I, I just recorded sure. a two and a half hour podcast on a 50 minute episode. What the fuck am I, you know? And I don't remember happening? any of it 20 minutes I later. To to, I need to move to Alaska after all this, Jim. Leave, well, leave it to, all behind. To me, that was saying... Rose kind of had, you know, a a mental breakdown. I mean, she she was sitting there doing her work and suddenly she realized my life is meaningless. Yeah. I have nothing going on. All of this stuff I'm doing is completely pointless. I mean, that's a mental breakdown. That's was she that's a involved reset. in like climate research because I noticed she kept she made a couple snide remarks about it and was Maybe. I was the I I, I I was kind of like um, half paying attention to her monologue and half not and like looking at Navarro's face and all that. And I, I, I wish I could have watched it again because I wonder if that's a theme of because um, I've, t- I've actually talked to two or three climate scientists in real life and they're without exception, extremely depressed people. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> it's like, yeah, there are a lot of reasons for a climate scientist to be depressed right now. Yeah. Yeah, but she anyway. didn't mention what she is. She just said I was writing very, very important, important papers for... at a very important school for over very important things. That's my speculation that she is doing climate study and trying to do papers and doing you know the IPCC estimates and stuff. And it's just like you get to a point where like, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. I am I'm worse than the uh, guys playing the violin on the Titanic because mm-hmm. no one's listening to no one's even everyone's even denying that the thing is sinking. No one's even panicking because they don't know the boat sinking. Why am I? Why am I here? You know, mm-hmm. but maybe I'm maybe I'm reading into that. Yeah. Uh, 
But I did like her her living her little fancy old lady life. And then I also really liked everything about uh, Connolly's affect about Liz coming to his door. He was in full Santa Claus needs some loving mode. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's 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 too <laughs> it's too bad Liz was like drunk and belligerent because yeah, for Christ's sake, it's Christmas and you're busting my balls. <laughs> uh, what else we got to talk about? That's probably it for now. Obviously, we'll have a lot more to say on Tuesday. Yeah. Um, a couple other notes before we let the, the general public away. I keep getting conflicting messages about what's going on next week. I've gotten half sites saying that they're skipping the week. Uh, eight, the HBO's own schedule on the website lists it as uh, premiering this Sunday night. I don't know if it will uh, release Friday night. Um, like they did with uh, the 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 Last of Us last week. The problem is, is like I've got an event uh, that I I booked a while ago that lasts from like fr- like I'm taking Friday off work. It's like Friday morning to like Sunday latish at night. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no way. I was really kind of hoping, and I know Jim was going to be gone Sunday night too. So like, unless it yeah. does get pushed back. I mean, either way, I don't I don't think there's any way we're going to be able to have an instant take, instant talk tomorrow uh, next week. Yeah, Super sorry about that. Hopefully HBO will will kick this back. But like I'm 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 the only places that are writing about the schedule change are writing confidently that it's getting skipping a week. Um, but HBO, yeah. So like I I'm 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 hoping this week some people like some reputable sources and stuff write about it and confirm it one way or another. But like at this point, it doesn't really matter because we're not in a position, unfortunately, to do the instant take instant talk. So we will be back for the finale though. Um, and hopefully they'll, they'll, well, I don't know about hopefully, cause I know some people don't want to miss it, but if you're hoping for an instant take for it, hopefully, hopefully it gets pushed uh, past the Super Bowl week. Uh, true detective of baldmove.com is how you send in feedback to the main podcast. Uh, let us, let us smell your psycho fear and, uh, uh, follow us at uh, social our all of our social medias at bald move. And if you want to get access to the live instant talk or take podcast, as well as the following uh, talk show, Instant Talk, where you can join our YouTube chat and interact with us, ask questions, etc. Please become a supporter at Bald Move, support.baldmove.com uh, to get instant access. Be ready for next week. 